Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Hello and welcome to Podcasting Smarter. Today's episode is a replay of one of our live events for Podcasting Smarter, defining success for your podcast. Stay tuned to hear our head of marketing, John Kiernan, and podcast specialist, Ronnie Gosh, talk about defining success for your podcast, what that looks like in terms of number of downloads, advertising revenue, and a few more metrics. Stay tuned, and here we go. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Podcasting Smarter. We're going to be talking about what podcast success is, how much can you make, and how many downloads is considered normal. My name is John. I am the head of marketing here at Podbean, and I am joined by our podcast specialist, Ronnie. How are you today? Doing good. How are you doing, John? I'm doing good. Uh, it is a little cold here. It has just snowed outside here where I am located in New Jersey, uh, but it is a good day overall. The sun is out and it's helping melt the snow, but I'm happy to be talking all about uh, different things and different metrics as it pertains to the podcast industry. Uh, I think this is a topic that we've been asked about a lot and we quite honestly talk about on social media and in different forums here about how do you measure your podcast's success? You know, things like download numbers, things like how do you perceive success? And um, I think there's a lot of great conversation that we're going to have today. So I am excited to jump in. Absolutely. Any person who makes a podcast immediately, you know, asks, how do I make my podcast successful? And that's a great question to start with. But the question they should be starting with is what does that success actually mean? What does it mean to have a successful podcast? Right. And I think that when we talk about podcast success, it's kind of an overarching term, right? It's one of these things that when we start a podcast, there's so many different reasons why people start podcasts. It could be an arm for uh, business to be able to promote themselves. It could be that you have a bunch of people saying, hey, we want to have a podcast where we can tell you our thoughts on a specific thing that we enjoy. There's a lot of different kind of podcasts out there. And depending on the po- the kind of podcast that you have, that'll help ultimately dictate that success. I think we'll go ahead and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but a lot of people, when we think of what podcast success looks like, really starts off with things like download numbers and things like actual hard metrics, you know, because at the end of the day, a lot of people measure their success of their podcast based on listenership and base it on things like growth and whatnot. So I want to kind of open up the conversation initially to dive into some different podcast statistics. You know, how are they reported? What kind of metrics can you actually measure for your podcast? And as many of you know, we are a Podbean-hosted podcast. Ronnie and myself are both employees of Podbean. So when you hear us refer to a lot of the metrics and a lot of the analytics, we're going to be referring to the tool set that we provide to podcasters. But in general, the podcasting industry has a lot of these different analytics, regardless of hosting platform. But in general, if we think about our podcast statistics, first and foremost, the one that everybody thinks about is 
your download numbers, right? How many uh, people are listening to your podcast each month? How many people are listening to your specific episodes per day? Uh, The downloads number is probably the most common metric that we hear about. Oh, absolutely. That is the number one way people try to form goals for their podcast. That's like the one thing they want to aspire to. They want a certain number of downloads. They want, you know, a thousand downloads a month, a thousand downloads a day. You know, it's the number one way to see who's listening to your podcast and to see the audience engagement for your podcast. So that's absolutely one of the number one things people are looking for when they're trying to figure out, oh, what is my podcast doing? How are people liking it? They look at download numbers. And one of the things that people often ask us is, when I look at my download numbers, does the download number that's reflected in my dashboard reflect all of the different directories, such as, okay, if I'm hosting with Podbean, are people just listening to my podcast on Podbean? Are they listening to it on Apple Podcasts? Are they listening to it on Spotify? Is that a culmination of all of those numbers? And the answer is yes. Uh, the download number is representative of where people, of the overall total of where people are listening to your podcast. So you could have 100 people listening on Apple Podcasts, 100 listening on Spotify, 100 listening on Podbean, Google, wherever the case may be. Those, the number that you see in that back end is the culmination of all those numbers and the culmination of the downloadership across the different platforms. So in that way, I'll always tell people to have your podcast in as many directories as possible. You know, you never know who's going to be picking up your podcast where and how. Um, for me personally, I use the Podbean app to listen to my podcasts. And with that, a lot of my podcast downloads for uh, for just listen back on my end all come through the Podbean app. There are many people who use Apple Podcasts and many people who use Spotify and all the different apps. But again, all those ways have different ways of discovery of your show. All those ways have uh, really the big thing I would say is having your podcast on as many directories as possible is not a bad thing whatsoever. Uh, One of the tools that you can actually use, though, is you can use the download sources analytic toolbar that we have that'll show you where people are most listening to your podcast. So if you all of a sudden see that somebody is listening on one place more than another, you can make sure that your content is optimized for that platform. And this is definitely why making sure that your RSS feed is as up-to-date and as filled out as possible is so important because that's how you're getting those download analytics from these different platforms. It's through your RSS feed. You're not just submitting it just so your podcast cover and your podcast episode titles are displayed, you know, perfectly within every directory. And giving that information over, you are receiving information back in the form of your download analytics. Absolutely. And when we talk about the term downloads, we often hear, well, what's the difference between a stream and a download as it pertains to the podcast industry? Um, When we refer to a download of your podcast, we're referring to like an actual listener. So how many listeners are you actually getting to your show? And that's all based on a variety of factors. But really, at the end of the day, there's a company that's called IAB. They are the certification platform for uh, podcast download numbers. And basically what that ensures is when you're looking at your analytics, is one person playing one episode 400 times? No, not at all. Because again, that doesn't give you an honest representation of your growth 
and listenership and for podcasts that are looking to monetize and advertisers that are looking to advertise on podcasts, it could be a bit deceptive for them as well. So when you look at these numbers that you see in your dashboard and your download numbers, uh, what we try to do not what we try to do. What we do do is we give you the actual number of people listening to your podcast. So it's as accurate as it can be for you, um, which I think is great because, again, it not only allows you to give advertisers and yourself knowledge of how many people are listening, but it also shows you your potential growth also. Again, if you only have a few people listening to your podcast episode, but you see an explosion in downloads, it doesn't give you an honest number and way to grow. And I think that the more accurate you can be, the more you can put things in place to help grow your podcast, monetization, uh, promotional outlets, all of those things. Absolutely. I always do think that it's kind of fun, though, if you see that you have like a, a dedicated fan base of, you know, 100 people that are all listening to, you know, episodes a couple of times over, you really see that they really want to engage with your content. And sometimes I feel like you have to find the balance between the people who want to listen to your stuff over and over while having a wider audience that all just listens to one episode once and then they never pick up, you know, the episode again. Absolutely. And it depends on the kind of content you're putting out. You know, there are some podcasts that are considered time-sensitive content. So all of the content they're putting out is really based on what's happening in the world right now or the specific market that they take up. And once you listen to that episode, you've gotten the information and now you have to wait for the next episode to be pertinent. There's other podcasts which are evergreen content, right? So you could come back a month, two months, a year later, a day later, however long, and still get the same kind of uh, pullback to that episode, right? So there's a variety of different ways and reasons why people would listen to content over and over. There's a variety of reasons why people might listen to your episode now and then move to... Uh, something else later on. So again, when you're thinking about growth and you're thinking about, you know, what do my download numbers mean? You can think about if your episodes and shows are time sensitive, you can then turn around and say, well, do I want to have a show that's more time sensitive? Is the topic that I'm covering more of a time sensitive topic? Or do I maybe want to expand that into creating some more evergreen style content as well. A lot of successful podcasts do both, right? Maybe they'll interview somebody who is in the news now for something noteworthy, but the content they're talking about is something that people can come back to over the course of time. Uh, there's a lot of ways to create time-sensitive content that does also live in the evergreen space and vice versa. So I think that when you're considering how you're growing your podcast and considering your podcast success, thinking about what kind of content you're going to create and who's going to be integrating with that content and engaging with it is pivotal. Absolutely. Now, we also think about uh, different placements of your podcast, right? So not only who's listening to it, but where are people listening to it, right? I think that oftentimes when we start a podcast or we hear people say, how can I grow my podcast? There's a variety of different factors to consider. One of the ones that doesn't usually get brought up is geography, right? Where are people listening to my podcast? Is my podcast something that 
should be promoted to everybody globally? Am I speaking about maybe a specific sports team that's localized to my local, to, you know, to my city or to my state? You know, there's a lot of things that you can talk about regarding geography. And when it comes to advertising and it comes to bring advertisers on board, having a podcast that is localized or at least knows where its listenership is based could be really powerful for growth. Absolutely. And honestly, you never know where you're going to find your audience. When you are creating your content, you might have your audience avatar, you know, floating around in the back of your mind. But once you put it out there, you never know what's going to attract people, what's really going to you know, bring people in. I spoke to a gentleman at a conference before who uh, he was running a podcast and he was located in Texas, but the majority of his audience was coming from somewhere in France. And he's like, I can't believe that my podcast about bicycling is so big in France. And that's the thing. You never know what topic is really going to hit with people regardless of where you're located. And that's really the beauty of podcasting because it just reaches everywhere. It's not bound by location. It's not bound by, you know, borders or anything like that. You can really reach the world. And so, you know, don't be afraid to try to reach to other audiences just beyond, you know, where you're located. Of course, if you're doing something that is localized, if you're covering a local team, if you're covering a local event, you do want to, you know, try to reach that audience first because those are the people that are already participating in it. But if it's something that's evergreen, like we were talking about, you definitely want to try to reach that global audience so you can really find your true audience. Of course. And there's a there's a tool set that we have also called where your audience comes from in our dashboard, which can show you where in the world your podcast is getting activity from. And if you're somebody that starts a podcast or that's starting a podcast and you say, okay, I'm just creating a podcast on a topically using the bicycling as a perfect example, right? Uh, The person from Texas who started the podcast in Texas, obviously. Um, But in France, there might be a large bicycling culture that you might not be aware of. And all of a sudden, your podcast is getting traction there because of that community. So maybe what happens is when you start seeing your content showing up in France and you start seeing it, you're getting a listenership there. Maybe there are a few things that you can cover there. Maybe there are some French bikers out there that could come onto your show and you can do interviews with them. You know, there's a lot of ways to then see, okay, my content is getting uh, play in another place. So now let's go ahead and bring that over. And also, there's nothing wrong with if you're looking to expand your podcast going, oh, wow, it looks like my podcast is getting activity somewhere I never knew possible. Do some research into that area. Maybe if you're covering, for example, bicycling, and you see that there are a couple companies out in France who might want to sponsor your podcast, maybe it's a good opportunity to reach out to them. Maybe they hear your podcast and they say, our products would do great in the U.S. Maybe there's something that they can deliver internationally. There's a lot of ways that you can then look and say, you know what, let me figure out how to really maximize that audience, not just from a listenership perspective, but in bringing advertisers in and engaging that audience. And one thing to also keep in mind is if you know where your audience is located, you can use that to really craft your content itself. So you can, you know, do a shout out like, oh, hey, shout out to my listeners in France. And if you know the specific place in France, you can shout out that particular province. And doing so really cultivates that relationship between you and your listeners because it feels like you're speaking to them more on a one-to-one level as opposed to you just putting something out there and then they tune in and listen to it when, you know, they want to tune in and listen to it. And so you really 
really build that relationship up so that they in turn trust you more. So then any advertising that you want to do can be more effective. Absolutely. And podcasting is such an engaging medium at the end of the day. We always say it. Um, anything that you hear from us, we always talk about how personal podcasting is. And like you said, there's the ability to really get granular with somebody. There's the ability to really make someone feel like they're that conversation, even though oftentimes it's a one-way delivery, right? You're delivering the podcast to somebody else's ears. So in that way, if you can create that environment of, oh, wow, this person is based in the U.S., for example, using this, uh, but they're all of a sudden talking about France, they're all of a sudden giving those references, and they're all of a sudden creating that connection between the host and someone in France, you can really you know, grow your podcast in that way and create an audience somewhere else that you might not have thought possible uh, before. And that also speaks to defining the success of a podcast, right? We talked a little bit earlier about seeing download numbers as a huge part of your success, right? And rightfully so. I think a lot of people see their download numbers, and if they see that their download numbers are static for a little bit of time as opposed to growing, they want to understand, okay, well, how can I get those download numbers into higher digits? How can I get my podcast into more eyes and ears? Um, Oftentimes in marketing and the music industry and the podcasting industry, you hear the term, I want to get my podcast out there, or I want to get something out there. Um, You'll often not hear me use that term because I feel it's very undefined uh, to quote a friend of mine, Chris Van Fleet, who has an amazing podcast, uh, vague. Oh my God. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to say it correctly, but, um, (laughs) what is it? We'll, we'll come back to it. But the, the crux of it is if you end up having a vague, that's what it is. Vague goals receive vague results. And so if you all of a sudden just put your podcast out and you expect it to grow, then it can be difficult to grow effectively. Meanwhile, if all of a sudden you say, okay, here are the things I want my podcast to do. Here are the ways that I'd like to grow it. And here are the audiences I'd like to grow it in. It then helps you define a game plan. It helps you say, okay, here's what I do see as success. Um, Sometimes people see larger podcasters and say, wow, I could never achieve those numbers. And in number one, I think any podcaster can do anything they set their mind to personally. Uh, If you see a goal, just do all of the work that you can to achieve that goal as we're talking about here. But also never be ashamed of where you are in your download numbers. Never be ashamed of your listenership. Never think that your downloadership is too low. Um, If you think it is too low and you want to raise it, then there are things that you can do to grow your podcast, but never be ashamed of the work that you put in and never be ashamed of the people that are putting their time into your show, you know, and it also comes out to say then you have other goals. You know, you can say that download numbers are one thing. Uh, Maybe another goal that you have that could define success is connecting with more people in your field. You know, if you have that bicycling podcast, I I love that example too, because it's, (laughs) it's a, it's a fairly niche market, right? Um, the bicyclists will say it's actually a very large market, but uh, we'll use it as a niche market for here. But I think that it's really cool to then say, okay, cool. Maybe I can connect with other people all across, in this person's case, maybe the U.S. now in France, and you can 
connect with people that share a similar passion to you. There may be people that you can become friends with over time. There are new companies that you can learn about for not just yourself, but your listeners to be able to use products. There are so many different goals that you can have. Maybe there are different conventions. Maybe there are different events that you can then be part of that you've always wished, oh yeah, I would love to be part of that. Um, you know, be, having a podcast and being a resource for a specific market, never undersell how important that is to a specific market because you're putting your voice and your stamp of approval on something in a niche market. So you're becoming an authority in that market. Absolutely. And that's one thing that we always recommend uh, in order to be successful with your podcast, you have to define what that success means to you. And don't just say, oh, I want to be popular because that's a great you know goal to have, but that's like John said, a very vague goal. So figure out what it means to be popular. Does it mean X amount of downloads per month? Does it mean having X amount of followers on Twitter? Does it mean being invited as a guest to these conferences? And once you figure out what those concrete goals are, you can figure out the steps that you need to take to reach those goals. So you can break it down day by day, month by month, figure out what you need to do, take those steps so then you can reach those goals. And then you have the success that you were looking for because you have defined that success that you're looking for. Absolutely. And while we are talking about thinking of different ways to define success with your podcast, one question that we do often get is, okay, that's all well and good. And I appreciate that. But what is an, what is considered a good number for podcasts, right? What is considered a number that I can be proud of? And again, you have to define your own success. I oftentimes will say, don't compare yourself to every podcaster out there. But if there's a podcaster that you do enjoy, there's nothing wrong with learning their story, right? There's nothing wrong with learning, okay, how long has this podcast been around? Um, there's nothing wrong with reaching out to that podcaster and you know, trying to ask them some questions, getting a bit of an understanding as to their journey, right? They may have been around, th their podcast may be around 14 years, and all of a sudden now they're getting 60,000 downloads an episode. You know, you may see that and go, wow, how can I get there? They may tell you or you may find out, oh, well, for the first few years, it was only a couple hundred. Then the three, four years in, that's when I start to see 500, 600. So you can understand their growth. I'll always say, if you want to learn something about an industry, be humble, be restful, and never feel afraid to reach out to somebody in that way. And you'd be surprised the kind of understanding that other hosts will have or other people in an industry will have to share some of their insight with you. But just to give a little bit of uh, clarity around a few things, just to give some, I guess, more, I, I can't even say like 100% concrete, tangible numbers. These are numbers that are pulled from our back end. So these are concrete numbers as of December 2021. But again, all podcasters are different, right? Um, if we talked about the average monthly download number per podcast on um, our server or on uh, Podbean, we had about 1,558 as the average monthly download number per podcast, which was for December 2021. And that takes into account a few things, right? December across the globe is a holiday time, right? So there's a lot of things that maybe podcasters ended up doing specials for that. Um, if you see that number and you say, hey, that's a great number that I want to achieve per month, then, I, then there are things that you can do to jump that, right? If you're thinking about, hey, for December, that could be a number that I'd like to grow. I'd want to see a little bit more than that. You know, consider that December time is also the holiday time, right? People are often doing a lot of different things, so that number may float around. We also like to say that an average number for a podcaster who's 
fairly active over time, you may see about two to 3,000 uh, downloads per month overall on your show before seeing activity from advertisers. I think that's probably a fairly direct metric because now you're talking about, I want to get advertisers. What's a good number to where advertisers will start looking at me, which ultimately a lot of people are looking for it. Say, so two to 3,000 in uh, December 2021, we saw about 1,500 per podcast. And a lot of the times, podcast advertisers will look at the overall number across your podcast, right? Oftentimes, podcaster, or podcast advertisers will ask per episode, but the majority of the time, they are asking for the total downloads for your show. Uh, again, podcasts are often a medium that people look into the back catalog of or are subscribed to, obviously, right, to check out the newest content. So what do they say in the industry? Content is king, right? So if you all of a sudden have, let's say, 100,000 downloads across your show per month, that's great. If you have 50,000 downloads across your entire show per month, great. If you have 50,000 downloads on one episode, that's awesome. That's terrific. And that's dope. And you should keep doing everything that you're doing. But if you have 50,000 downloads per month on your show, that's great, like overall. And I think it's good to keep that into perspective, too, because episodes can vary. You can have an interview with a guest that has a vast following on one episode that gets you a lot of traction. And then you might have some other episodes, which are you simply just speaking to your audience on a one-on-one -on -one scenario. Um, doesn't mean the content is bad. It just means that you're using other outlets in order to help boost the notoriety of that of your podcast, and that episode's the one that's going to get a lot of direct traffic. So it's a more accurate number, I would say, to say, okay, month to month, what is the downloadership of your overall show? Yeah, and uh, even within our own advertising platform, Ads Marketplace, we break it down month by month uh, when it comes to downloads. We find that that does kind of allow for room in case something happens with like a particular episode. For example, if one just does not perform as well as the others, it's not going to drag you down in the eyes of your advertiser. You can just say, oh, last month I had uh, 7,000 downloads for the entire month, and this month I have 5,000 downloads for the entire month, and they're not going to say, oh you're bad. It's just like, oh, hey, one episode just underperformed. It's not going to like tank everything. Right. And different advertisers might ask for different things. But at the same time, uh, one thing I'll always put out there, you know, for anyone who's been following us for some sort of time, and even for those who haven't, uh, you may hear me talk a lot about having a press kit for your podcast. So a press kit is a docket that you can put together that you can highlight all of a variety of different metrics and a variety of different pieces of content for your podcast. You can tell people what your podcast is about. You can tell them about notable guests you've had, and you can put in your download numbers. You can, and you should put in your download numbers. Um, a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll put in a year to year breakdown graph that'll show their growth over X amount of time. A lot of newer podcasters will put in their download numbers per, based on the month. Right? So, when you create this press kit, this is a, or a one sheet, you can also do a press kit can often be multiple pages. Um, a lot of people in the industry now prefer what's called a one sheet, which is really all of that content culminated into uh, a single sheet, right? That's hence the catchy name there. Um, think I think of it as like your podcast CV. 
Yeah, that, that's a great way to put it, a podcast CV. And what this does is this gives advertisers a view of your podcast in a professional manner, and it gives them a quick glance at what you're all about, right? So what can you put in your press kit? Uh, like I said, tell people what your podcast is about. If we're doing the one sheet, say the last six months of activity, you know, you can even put, if you've only been around a few months, you can, that's what I would recommend putting. If you've been around multiple years, maybe what you do is you do a year to year breakdown and then just the last three months. There's a lot of ways that you can break that down. The goal is to show advertisers why, or not just advertisers, but potential guests and conferences that you might want to be part of. Why would you want to work with me? What makes me and my podcast valuable? What makes my content worth your time to look at and invest in some sort of uh, cross-collaboration or business venture. So it's one of those things that when you have a press kit, it's a professional way for somebody to look at your podcast and say, this is how this podcast is representing themselves. This is where they are. And do we want to work with them? And if we do, what should we expect in return for that? And when we talk about the overall idea of podcasting, right? We talk about different tiers. We talk about podcasts that are in that top 1%, some that are in the top 10%. You talk about the top 50%. There's often times within podcasts, uh, a variety of different metrics that you can do. And advertisers understand that too. Advertisers understand that there often is a, hier a hierarchy, if you will, on metrics. The top one percent of podcasts, the average monthly download number for December 2021 was about 120,000 downloads in December. For the top 10, it was 15,000. For the top 25, it was 6,000. And then for the top 50 podcasts, it was about 3,100. So you can see based on the level of podcast or based on the percent uh, where they fall into, that the numbers do vary greatly. And I don't bring that up to say, well, the top 1% is always going to get more than the bottom 50. It's not that. I think what it does is it helps illustrate the industry, right? It helps illustrate that obviously there are more podcasters in that 50 and 25% than there are in that top 1%. So you can also look at advertisers and have them in this understanding that, Okay, big advertisers, medium advertisers, small advertisers, they're going to know and have an idea of those kinds of download statistics, and that'll help them make decisions as to what kind of podcasts they want to work with as well as uh, who they want to advertise on. Yeah. So there's a lot of different content when it comes to defining your podcast success. Like we talked about, we're talking about this right now, all from a place of maybe somebody who has more of a, a creative venture for it, right? Someone who's like, I have a passion and I want to put out my podcast to talk about said passion. You might have a business who's using this as a company branded podcast saying, I want to use this for a variety of different means, whether it's hiring, you know, whether it's company branded content showing people more that you are the thought leader in said space. So there are different ways to look at those metrics as well from there. And within your company, you might go, you know what, we want to be able to see uh, 40 or 50% listenership to the podcast in return. We want to see the ROI of the podcast be able to deliver this much in revenue, right? But podcasters who are doing this for entertainment also 
want to see many times their podcast being able to be monetized, right? So having an idea of your download numbers, we, we talked about earlier, being as accurate as possible, not just how many people pressed play on it, but how many actual people are coming back to my content over the course of time. That's going to help you even see how many ways you can monetize and how realistically you could have income coming in to your podcast. And going back to the analytics for a second, there's a variety of different ways that you can look at and grow your podcast, right? One of those ways is within the back end that we have for our analytics, we have a section called time downloads by time of day. We often get questions about this. Well, if someone knows my podcast and they subscribe to it, they're going to get my podcast on their phone. That very well may be true, but consider all of the things that you yourself, listener and watcher of this content are doing in a day. Many of us have kids. Many of us have jobs. Many of us have extracurricular activities. Many of us like to go swimming. So what happens is you all of a sudden have these things that take up time in our day. And all of a sudden you do see a podcast show up. You say, okay, I'll listen to it later. Three weeks later, it might go unplayed. This downloads by time of day is a heat map that allows you to see when people are most engaging with your content. So let's say, for example, uh, Sunday at 3 p.m., you're seeing a lot of people are listening to your podcast. Maybe what you say is, you know what? If I can get my content ready and deliverable by that time, what we can do is we can then set our podcast to maybe come out around 2.50, 2.55 p.m. That way, when it hits that 3 o'clock hour, you're engaging with your audience at a time that you know is most engaged with your content. That's going to bring this ability of your podcast to an even higher level. People are going to be able to know, number one, that you're putting out your podcast at the same time every week. But number two, you've done the back-end research to say, this is when people are most engaging with my content. And if I know that, I can put out the content at a time that makes most sense to them. So instead of maybe getting 100 listeners, maybe you're going to get 150, 200. It's small changes like this that sometimes you don't have to break the bank for, obviously. It's small changes like this that you can make to your habits based on what you see in your analytics and your user habits that you can work with your, I say habits a lot, but you can work with your listeners' habits and really optimize your content to them. Well, and one thing to keep in mind, too, is that within the first 24 hours of when you post your podcast, that is when it is the most ready to be influenced by the algorithm, the all mystical thing that controls how things are listed in directories and whatnot. So in getting the most listens possible within that first 24 hours of your podcast episode being published, that is what's going to boost it in the algorithm. So then it can be seen by people who might not otherwise know about your podcast. So that's why it's really important to make sure that you're getting people with the first day that you publish your episode. And that's why that heat map is so important. Absolutely. And even more so for time-sensitive content, right? If Absolutely. You have, if you have an evergreen show, then as we talked about, people might come back to it later. But what you said rings true. That first 24 hours is pivotal in growth. It's what helps spike the algorithms. It's what does... Uh, in, in general, also, when someone sees it, as much as I'm saying, well, you know, someone might not come back to it time going, when it, someone sees it initially pop up on their device, I use mobile because most of us listen to podcasts on our iOS devices, that's going to be that quick notification push trigger, right? Like that's 
the, that first 24 hours is pivotal. A lot of the times, if someone doesn't listen to it within that first 24 hours, you can often assume that there might be a drop off, if not permanently for that episode, maybe for 24, 20, you know, whatever the case may be, a couple days. And also a quick uh, piece of advice to podcasters. There's nothing wrong with, and I, I always love going to this too. For those who are comic readers, you know, a lot of the times they'll have comics that came out months ago or two months ago or three months ago, and someone in the comic will say something, and there might be a little tag at the top that says, oh, don't know what they're talking about, refer to episode ba ba ba. That's a way that you can keep people in tune with what happened on or in a previous comic, but it's also a way that you can tell somebody, check out the back catalog. There's plenty of stuff. There's nothing wrong with that to get people to go back into your back catalog and see. And also, if someone checks out your back catalog on one episode, if they're scrolling, they might see another episode. They might see another episode. There's nothing wrong with having this Ouroboros cyclical idea to your podcast. So I think there's a lot of great uh, things that you can do to, again, growing your podcast. Sometimes it's just these little tips and tricks that can make a difference between you having an extra 100 downloads per month or 1,000 downloads and not. Um, so I think that there's a lot of things to consider. And throughout this whole time, we've talked about downloads and we've talked about briefly with this bicycling thing, this niche market idea, right? Um, I think that it's important when we define success of our podcast, we think about the hardcore download numbers like we're, like we're talking about, but we also think about how important it is for you to have a niche or, to, or for you to understand your niche. So when we think about our niche market, right, let's say there's football, American football, and there's plenty of teams in American football. There's a lot of events that happen in American football. Uh, there's a lot of sports analyst podcasts, right? So if we think really high level and really uh, uh, zoomed out view, you can consider, let's say, sports as the overall. Okay, you can have a podcast that covers sports. Great. But when you start thinking about football, okay, cool. You've cut out all the other sports. You're just talking about football. Great. There's a lot of football podcasts out there. Okay, maybe we start speaking about a specific team. We'll speak about, uh, in my area in New Jersey, uh, we don't really have a team, even though we kind of claim the Jets. Sometimes we'll talk about the Giants. No one wants to talk about those two teams right now. I thoroughly apologize. But we can use them as an example here. We start funneling that down even more. Okay, great. We're talking about the, let's say, the New York Giants right now, right? Okay, great. These are things that you can do to really approach your niche market and grow. Maybe there's a lot of podcasts out there that talk about football, but how many are there that speak in great detail about the specific team? I think that's one of the things that you can do to, in a way, grow your download numbers even more. It's great to have a podcast that everybody can relate to. And we see podcasts that do that very successfully. Uh, but there is a lot to be said for knowing your own niche market, becoming an authority in that specific part of that market, and in turn, using that to help grow you and your podcast as an authority on that niche, which in turn helps make you an authority on the giant overarching topic as well, which can help you grow your podcast. 
Absolutely. And once you become a voice in that niche, once you, you know, assert yourself as an authority, that's what you can market yourself as to places that are looking for speakers, uh, like conferences, local events. Uh, you know, if you're covering something that's local, you can reach out to whoever's running it and say, hey, I'm a uh, a voice in the the community. I know know what's going on. Can I interview somebody here? Can I be referenced on your websites just so people know that there is an extra resource just beyond your website that they can turn to? So you never know how that's going to let you grow your podcast. Uh, I knew a gentleman once from conference, of course, uh, who had reached out to an app. Uh, because he ran a podcast about cars, he reached out to uh, an app about cars and said, hey, can you guys list me within the app as a resource? And they said, hey, we can't really do that in our app, but we can list you on our website as a resource. And so that was how he was able to promote his podcast as you know, a voice in the industry with people who utilize that website. And that was how he could grow his podcast. Absolutely. And again, you never know the, or sometimes you do, but a lot of the times you don't know the reach of the specific outlet you're working with, right? Sometimes you know, sometimes you don't. But at the same time, you have this idea, for example, of if you are promoting and you're creating a niche market podcast, you can then reach out to other people within that specific niche market, right? You have a lot of different businesses. You have a lot of different podcasts. You have a lot of different people within that industry that are trying to grow also. Creating a cross-promotional relationship with a brand or another podcast that's also trying to grow like you, you never know where they're going to go. They never know where you're going to go. You know, there's that cross-communication and that cross-collaboration that arises, what is it, the rising tide raises all boats, right? That can be huge overall. And again, you connecting with the rest of your community is a huge way to grow your podcast and one of the things that we always talk about. Um, so in a way, if you kind of think in that scale and you set your year plan, your five-year, your 10-year plans for your show and your podcast and you say, here's where I want to be now, here's where I want to go later, you can really use that niche podcast idea as a launching point for you to go into a lot of different spaces. Um, one thing I like to tell people also is when you think about your podcast as a niche, it's not just your podcast that's a niche. There might be plenty of other niches in there too, right? So again, using sports as an example, or using uh, football as an example, if your podcast covers one team, maybe there's another podcast that covers another team. You know, maybe your audience is not really fan-based. Maybe you are speaking to professionals in the football world. Maybe you're doing that. Maybe you're trying to get really more nitty-gritty on that. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can collaborate. There's a lot of different ways that you can grow your podcast the deeper of a niche you have. And there's a lot to be said for you being part of different events and for you being part of... Uh, different group circles with a lot of niche podcasters or a lot of uh, niche audience, right? So you could be part of smaller conventions. You could say, for example, I want to speak at this convention or I want to be a vendor at this convention. Maybe that convention only gets a couple of people at it, you know, but what you're able to do is you're able to then parlay that into your press kit. I was a speaker at this convention. Some people may know what that convention is. Some people may not. The point is you were valued enough to be put in that place, which then means that when you get to the next 
time you pitch something, you now have extra credentials and you have extra credentials. All of a sudden, a year or two later, you have this list of a bunch of niche things that you've done. You have a lot of different ways that you've been able to grow, meet new people, but you've also been able to put your stamp in a new interesting way. So never discredit that. Never discredit the niche being able to help you grow your download numbers in innovative ways. And always keep in mind, if you're doing anything like speaking at a conference, if you're covering events, if you are doing anything that is notable, anything that is beyond just the norm of, you know, recording your podcast and putting it out there, absolutely put that down as experience or something that you want others to know about, whether it's an advertiser, whether it's another conference you want to go speak at, whether it's just like letting people know, hey, these are my accomplishments. This is what I have done under the name of this podcast, because in doing so, that experience gives more weight to you as a, a podcast host, to your experiences, to your truth, anything that you are putting out. People know that you have done all of these things and they can put more trust into what you're saying as a podcaster. Absolutely. I think that's going to culminate a lot of the conversation we're having here, right? When we talk about being a podcaster and we talk about growth, we consider normal downloads. We consider all of these different things. You hear, you hear a lot of people say, it, right? The success that you have is really based on what you're looking for. But I think in this conversation, we were able to really highlight, okay, if you're looking for a Target numbers that are relevant guesting industry. If you're looking to have a podcast that grows over time, here are some other metrics, and not just other metrics, but other goals that you could aspire to and should aspire to. Um, the thing that I like that we always touch on too is that one, five, ten year plan. You know, it's not, not just about you launching your podcast; it's about moving forward and having these other goals as well. So we are going to bring this here to a close. But what I want us to do is I also want to thank everybody for checking out this Podcasting Smarter episode, whether you're listening to it or whether you're watching it on our YouTube, whether you're watching it on our LinkedIn or wherever you're finding out about it, wherever you're checking out this content, please go ahead and subscribe. We have a lot of great content coming out on uh, on all varieties of different topics in the podcasting industry. We have some great guests that are coming on as well to give you even more information and great detail also. Um, also with Podbean, we are the podcast hosting solution that gives any podcaster the ability to do anything they could want with their podcast, from hosting to monetizing to promoting their podcast. We give the tool set to uh, businesses and individuals looking to do their best work with their podcast. So subscribe to us wherever you're checking us out. If you're looking to start a podcast, check us out at www.podbean.com. And you can check out all the variety of different content that we have on all of our social media. You can check us out on Twitter and in, uh, Twitter and Facebook at Podbean.com. We are over on Instagram at Podbean. And on YouTube, we are Podbean.com as well. Thank you, everybody, for checking out this episode of Podcasting Smarter. Once again, it's been John and Ronnie with you on this episode. Take care, everybody. Happy podcasting. <laughs>